This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources. There's some really great ways you can connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. Or if you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan, or maybe you've created your plan yourself, or you might be saying, Tony, I haven't even started my plan. In any of those cases, we can help, and that's completely complimentary. We can do that virtually or in person. You'll be able to see our calendar and schedule that directly right at retirementreadyshow.com. For our great friends in Wisconsin, just a couple weeks, we have our last two evening workshops, December 5th and 6th. We're going to be out in Okachi, 6.30. We'll keep that to an hour, talking about inflation, the economy, rising taxes. More importantly, what can you do to protect yourself from those potential retirement threats? We do keep those classes a little smaller, and they've been filling up this year, so we need you to register ahead of time. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy, Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, before we jump in, I wanted to talk just for a few minutes. We, um, Our team's growing. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we have some great, uh, great uh, kind of, I guess, expanded positions open. We're looking for some new team members, looking for some financial advisors and wealth managers and another person in customer service and... Couple of couple of great uh, great spots open. Yeah, it's a fun place to work. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So if anybody tuning in is interested in learning more about the team, uh, we have some great information on our website, drakeandassociates.net. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a work here link, and all the open positions are listed. And we'd love to talk to you if you're if you're looking. So what's what's uh, new, Mister Winkler? Uh, uh, been a lot of raking lately. Raking <laughs> the leaves, yes. Yeah, they just keep coming down. It's like, hey, didn't we just clean our yard now? It's all full again. I know. I kind of, I think this week my, my brain is already in turkey mode. Yes. I like to smoke my turkeys. So I'm already thinking about my brine and how long I'm going to smoke them. And I like to chart it all out. So I know how, what time I got to get them in and get the fire started. And I lo- normally I get two Thanksgivings because we spend one with my wife's family up in Minnesota and once with uh, mine down here, but they're both having them the same day this oh, time. Oh, so. no good. But my sister's going to keep the leftovers, so I'll be coming over when I get back and get back in town for leftover Perfect. turkeys, which is almost as good. Where else you need to teleport? You could spend half the day and... I'm very upset that we do not have teleportation technology. Yes. I think we should have had that 20 years ago. Then you could kind of maybe have a brunch at one, like a turkey brunch and then a... <laughs> Dinner later? I don't know. I would mean, probably work? sleep for four days after the amount that's of turkey right. I could eat. What's that called in the turkey? Is it tryptophan? Tryptophan. Tryptophan. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it just knocks you out when you fall asleep watching watching the Packer game. Yeah, yeah. I love this time of year, though. We, we're hosting, I, I think I got about 20, 21 people coming over. Wow. So How many turkeys? That's actually pretty small for us. Um, I, I got it. My mom, you know, mom lives with me. She ordered the turkey. So I, some years she can't get bigger ones. So we've had, you know, two little bit smaller ones. And so I, I got to check in with her. I don't know if we got a big one this year or two smaller ones. Okay. I was going to I have to adjust my yeah. cooking time. Yeah. For that many people. Wow. I think you need a few. If yeah. I was coming, you'd probably need three turkeys. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Fun time of year, though. I certainly hope, uh, you know, everybody in this coming week has a great, uh, safe, 
happy Thanksgiving and, and hopefully can think of a lot of great things you're thankful for. And well, great topic this week, Randy. I got a number of things I want to cover, some great articles that are that are out there and some uh, new retirement re- research. But if you think about it, it's been more than 15 years since the Great Recession. And even though our economy has recovered, I think in some ways, baby boomers are still feeling the impact. And I want to jump into some of that today. Randy, there was a uh, retirement research that came out of the Center for Retirement Research, actually, at Boston College. And they did a study continuing to examine the impact of the Great Recession. Boomers born in the early 1960s had saved an average of about 280000 for retirement when they reached their 50s. That's nearly $50,000 less than older generations had saved by that age. Analysts say the Great Recession is the main culprit behind that lower savings amount because it really diminished boomers' capacity to maximize their savings, and the stock market pullback took an impact on the retirement accounts, and massive unemployment reduced the amount of money people could save. And, you know, some people, of course, I think, you know, you see this in – any kind of a economic downturn, people stop contributing. They mm-hmm. see that as an area where they can save. Um, are, are you kind of seeing this with folks? Are folks feeling this? It comes up quite often when people were not approaching retirement when this occurred, and now they are. And a lot of times it comes up and they say, I don't want to go through that again. I didn't enjoy it. Some people made really bad mistakes back then. Some didn't. But most people like, I, I, I really don't want to see my portfolio go down by 20, 30, 40% because I don't have the time to recover. Quite a few of the people we've talked to, uh, it's kind of a nice surprise to say, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a nice opportunity that I hope does not come again, which I thought was a good way to look at it. Right. Yeah. So if, if you've, you've just got to have a plan. You don't know what the market's going to do, and it won't do the same thing, but it'll do something new that we're, that we're probably not thinking about right now. But uh, when you take a look at your uh, investments kind of along a timeline, the money that you need in the short run should be very conservative, and the money you need in the long run can be more aggressive. And as long as you've got that time frame, rather than thinking, I've got all my money in this one bucket, that's where people really start to have problems when we have a, a great recession or, a, or a, a market adjustment. That is, I, I think, the beauty you know, be, uh, of having a great comprehensive retirement plan. I, I think so many folks we meet you know, have a portfolio, but they don't really have a plan. And uh, one of the things that I see quite a bit or I've seen quite a bit over the years is just this. Maybe it's an oversight, but just the kind of forgetting to really think about your risk as you enter retirement, because it is so different, right? I mean, we go from these accounts we put money into for, I don't know, 40 years, right? And maybe longer, depending on what age you retire and what age you started working. But you're putting money in, putting money in. And when the market pulls back, you think about the housing crisis in 08 or COVID or whatever it might be, or, you know, maybe the last couple of years here. And it's not comfortable, but you say, oh, I don't really need the money in the short term, right? And then maybe there's an argument I want to put more in right now because I'm buying shares at a discounted price, right? And they're mm-hmm. going to rebound at some point. But, you know, I, I think the challenge when you enter retirement is now not only am I not putting money in these accounts, I don't have an income anymore. And if you're like most Americans, you're taking money out of those accounts to supplement your income. For most of us, Social Security is not enough. And, you know, pension is just kind of a thing of the past. You know, we, we do meet people who are still fortunate to have a pension, but a lot less than what we, you know, used to see. And, 
you know, I, I think this idea of taking a look at your risk and making sure that's aligned, I like your thoughts about, you know, maybe having a safe bucket that can cover that first 10 or 15 years of income, mm-hmm. right? There's one risk we're always thinking about, and, and it's what's technically called sequence of return risk, but in normal language, it, it, it's the risk of losing money early in retirement. Lots of data out there to show if we lose early in retirement, it can really hit the longevity or how long our money will last. Well, if we have a safe bucket that, that's maybe not going up and down with the swings of the market, and we can use that money for living expenses, then we don't have to worry so much if we happen to retire right when there's an economic pullback because we have the next 10, 15 years squared away, mm-hmm. right? So I know this is an approach that, that we take with the clients. Yeah, it's one of those things that a lot of people haven't heard before. Uh, that's the radio show they probably did. But if we really dig in deep uh, with individuals, they kind of get this. I see the shoulders kind of go down like, oh, that really makes sense. I don't need to worry about that because I think we're kind of programmed with all of the media that, uh, oh, the market's up. That's good. Oh, the market's down. It's bad. It's not really, I, personally, I don't believe there's any such thing as a bad market. You know, it's it's just, are you in it inappropriately for your time frame? If you need the money right now, that money shouldn't be in the market. If you need it 10 years from now, bring on the volatility. There is a lot of opportunity. You know, as uh, Warren Buffett says, a bear market is when stocks are returned to their rightful owners. So I like to, to when I talk to people, show them like, you know, I show them something called the Callen chart. It's when the, uh, what's the best performing asset class down to the worst performing asset class. And when I talk about our theory, it's like, yeah, when the market's down, we're, we're happy to buy shares from people that are concerned. And then when it's back up, we're very happy to sell it back to them. And yeah. there's always a buyer and a seller, but if you take the right mindset that it's just, it's just a tool. I, I like to use the analogy of travel. If you're, I was down in uh, Chicago uh, recently and drove down there and there was parts we were going 95 and there's parts we were going, we were going 15 because of traffic. We still got there. I couldn't have predicted where we were going to be going different speeds. The stock market's a lot like that. If you factor in that you are going to run into those things, you can have a plan for it and, and not be as concerned. And would you say, Wendy, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but w- would you say like, removing the emotion i i like i've actually stolen a line i overheard you say uh, months and months ago to someone I, I think a couple had come in and and they said well boy can we do this or can we do that and you said something effective i don't know let's see what the plan says yeah yeah so the the when we have the the plan set up it's kind of like your gps you know if you plug in hey i'm, I'm what are we Used a uh, GPS when we were going to Chicago, and we need to be there by a certain time. We were looking at it, and when we got in uh, traffic, it didn't really delay it too much. When we were going real fast, it didn't really speed it up. If we had changed our destination, then it probably would have changed things. So I kind of like it when somebody says, "Hey, we were thinking about buying this cabin, or we're thinking about taking this round the world trip, or funding college for our grandchildren." We say, "Well, let's plug it in and see what impact it has." It's all right there in the numbers, and. Quite often, I would say a majority of the time, um, clients are happily surprised to say, yeah, we can do it. In the, in the event where we show them what, that we can't, there may be an alternate way to get around doing it, but at least they didn't go down a path that was not going to work. You don't want to say, hey, that I paid for the grandchildren's college, but uh, I had to go back to work at 80 because all the money was gone. You know, it's just throwing that all into the mix and seeing what, what the output comes out. That's a neat part. I, I think, you know, I'm kind of... I think we're the same this way. We're both kind of math and data nerds. Can I call you nerds? Definitely. Okay. Thank you. It's a compliment right. these days. <laughs> so we're both kind of math and data nerds. And, and I think, you know, letting the math, letting the plan do the talking, you know, is really impactful. Because a lot of times, you know, someone might say, well, 
you know, can we live it somewhere in the South for four or five months in the winter? You know, can we buy this house? Can we take all the kids and grandkids to, uh, you know, Disney World, whatever it might be? And, you know, a lot of times the answer is yes, it's going to impact what's left at 90 and 100. But I, I think when you can see that side by side in a very simple, understandable way, then as as an individual or as a couple, you can say, well, that's worth it to us. I, I know we're going to have less later, but we want to enjoy it, too. Or you might see an impact that's too great and say, well, maybe we need to scale that back. But I, I think having that comparative analysis, if you will, where we can look at that side by side and let the plan and let the math do the talking, I think that really helps and brings some clarity. And at the end of the day, we want you to be able to make clear decisions in retirement. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit here, Randy, we're, we're looking at a couple articles and things going on, but I know there's been a lot of questions with folks coming in lately on Social Security. And I don't know why we've seen this resurgence of questions. You know, I, I think probably high level it is challenging right if you go into social security office they're not allowed to give you advice and there's lots of different ways you can turn on social security and trying to make that decision can be confusing i think on top of that if you pay attention to your annual statement it's got a couple sentences in there now that talk about the social security fund running out or not being able to fund its obligations which can be very scary and then really to make it confusing you know we're entering this you know presidential election campaign and there's always lots of talks about how to deal with this shortfall which can can stir up a lot of questions and fear but i know it's something that you've been kind of fielding quite a bit yeah it's been coming up a lot in fact i spoke to someone this morning about it where they're just wondering you know what it's, it can be overwhelming the amount of information out there and i like to simplify it a little bit so it's it's based on your income the years you've been working and on your life expectancy so the government employs actuaries that determine when they think your expiration date is and uh, based on that and the, the people like you they you, you can start as early as age 62 in which case you would get a small dollar amount for a long period of time you can start as late as 70 in which case you'll get a large dollar amount for a shorter period of time, and you can start any month in between there. Um, everybody has what's called a full retirement age, which causes so much confusion because it really has nothing to do with retirement. I wish they called that your full benefit age. But at your full benefit age, that typically falls between 65 and 67. That's when you're getting your your full benefit. Anytime you take it before, you get less. Anytime you take it after, you get more. But if you die on schedule, according to those actuarial tables, you're going to get the exact same dollar amount. So there are some strategies when you get to certain ages, you can actually choose if you want to take your benefit or half of your spouse's. The biggest part of Social Security planning is how does it work with the rest of your income plan? So if you're taking money out of Social Security, up to 85% of that can be taxable. So you still get the 15% back tax-free, which can be a really nice benefit. But you're giving up that uh, year over year growth that you're getting, which can be pretty substantial over time. Uh, but if you're going to wait with Social Security, then you need to draw down the portfolio. So finding the best mix with that. Very often, you know, it's, some people kind of laugh, boy, that's really specific. I, I should start at 63 in six months and my wife should start at 68 in nine months. You know, we can actually plug that into the program and see what makes the most sense with the other income sources. And if there's a pension or some people have accelerated pensions, it all factors in. So it, it can be very overwhelming, but it's just one piece of the puzzle, a very important piece. And choosing correctly can make a, a several hundred thousand dollar difference in your lifetime income. And I think the great part for folks that, you know, I think sometimes 
sometimes, you know, I, I listen to the show and I listen, you know, I listen back a little bit and some of the stuff is like really fun, but as you're just listening, it can be difficult to follow. Yeah. And that's the really nice part, I think, about our process. You know, for folks that, that, that want to come in, there's never any cost or obligation, right? And, and we're going to sit down. Uh, our process is, is two appointments, and we're going to take some time to really develop your retirement-ready roadmap. And that's going to address five unique stops, five areas we want you thinking about in retirement. And one of those areas is an income plan. And this is an important part of that income plan, Randy, because to your point, it, you know, if we can get five or even six figures more over your lifetime out of Social Security, that means a little bit less pressure on the portfolio. And we don't have to withdraw as le- withdraw as much, excuse me, which means a lot money lasts longer. Right. And that's the big question. We're all wondering, do I have enough money? Am I going to be OK? And I think kind of working through that. How does that complement the income plan? How does it work well with the tax plan to your point, right? Are we going to, you know, delay it, you know, so we get a bigger benefit and that keeps us in a lower tax bracket? So do we do some more tax planning in those years? I mean, there's so many pieces that kind of weave together. I think having a comprehensive plan is so critical and and not just having a portfolio. And and I know that income is a big part and a, a big part of what people are nervous about. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, because it's such an unknown. Because your 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 whole life you've been adding to that bucket, and there's a date. Retirement is not a date and a dollar amount. And in fact, I think at some point we'll probably have a behavioral finance person on the team here to help with the transition to. I'm no longer contributing to the bucket. Now I'm drawing out of it. How long is it going to last? That I usually warn people that I can show you the best financial plan in the world, but I'll tell you about a month before it's time to pull the trigger, I'm going to get a panic phone call. I'm like, Randy, I got to see that again because suddenly it's completely real. So there's a little hand-holding there saying, here's the plan. We're going to get you there. And we use pretty conservative numbers in our estimates. We're not showing the the pie in the sky. I know there's over the weekend I was reading about a very famous national pundit who is getting beat up a little bit because of some of the numbers he's using for his expectations on growth, which aren't realistic. And some of the people on his team were even pushing back a little bit. So we're not trying to show the absolute pie in the sky. If everything goes perfect, you're going to be okay. We want to beat up that plan a little bit and see, okay, what if we have high inflation? What if we have low rates of return? What if we have a period where the market's down for a while? You have to take a look at all of those scenarios to get comfortable with, yeah, we're, we're going to make it. Yeah, that's a great point, Randy. And I know we do have, you know, I have the opportunity to meet some and get emails from a number uh, of listeners that are, you know, it's called do, DIY, do-it-yourselfers. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so if you're doing your plan yourself, that's okay. If you're going to take the time and really educate yourself and get it right, there's a lot to get right. So sometimes this is an area where you might want some professional help. But if you are, I think to your point, Randy, you know, be conservative. I mean, I'm not talking politically. I'm talking about, you know, with your est- with your projections and your estimates, use a conservative rate of return. What if we don't have, you know, sure, we can put a 10, 12 percent average in every year and the numbers are going to look great. But who's going to average that every year? Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, if you're realistic about it, most folks in retirement are actually reducing their risk. So let's use a conservative rate of return. Let's maybe use a little bit more aggressive rate of inflation because that's going to beat up the portfolio a little bit. And then we like to do, Randy and ours, what we call a stress test so we can simulate the worst thing that can happen is a bad 10-year period right when you retire. And in recent times, probably the most, the worst 10-year period was 2000 through 2010. Mm -hmm. So we lay that over. So we say, hey, what if you retire tomorrow and it's the start of that decade? What does that look like? What does that do to the longevity? Can we still survive that? And I think going through some of those exercises is what can, you know, kind of bring about hopefully a little bit of that peace of mind where you're a little less worried about it. And, and, and I just, I guess I, I'd like to reassure people if you are nervous, if you're getting close to that magic date and you're getting nervous, d don't feel strange about that. I mean, that's very, very common. Yeah. Had a uh, couple I met with just in the last couple of weeks here and, and a similar story, you know, there is about to pull the plug and, and there's just understandably some nerves, some anxieties. And, you know, I think everybody goes through that because it is a pretty final decision. Not that you couldn't go back to work, I suppose, hopefully if you wanted to, but who wants to do that, right? You want to get this right the first time. And, and I think, you know, kind of going through some of those exercises where we not only look at the investments, the income plan, family planning, healthcare planning, tax planning, but now let's put some stress on that plan by not having great rates of return, getting beat up with inflation, you know, going through a bad 10-year period. And then if it still survives, then you can say, okay, I have a little bit less to worry about here. I have a little bit, you know, more room to kind of breathe and, and figure it out and determine, you know, if I really want to pull the, again, you know, we were talking about it earlier. It's going back to letting the math do the talking right. and the plan do the talking, right? Instead of just hoping, I always say hope's not a strategy, right? <laughs> math is, but hope is not. But um, I, I think if you can go back to that math and, and kind of put it under some of those stressors, hopefully that's going to bring you a little bit more peace of mind. Yes. Well, I got I got a good uh, good one for you this week. You okay. Ready? You ready for this I one? I am. I'll put your seatbelt on and prep for this. Okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm, this is the build up. We're you building the, up to ready it. for the button, the groan, oh, yeah, or the yeah, laugh. Let, let, me, let me get that ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So why did the balloon company close? Why did the balloon company close? I don't know. It couldn't keep up with a high cost of inflation. <laughs> I actually really like that one. That's, that's pretty, pretty good, good <laughs> right? Balloon company, inflation rising. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I was thinking there'd be something about a, a balloon popping or, you know, the, uh, <laughs> what, what do they call them? Uh, I'm forgetting with the, with the market. Uh, there's, there's balloon stuff there. Lots of balloon, Lots analogies, of balloon analogies, right, yeah. right, right, for sure, for sure. But a couple of great topics this week, Randy, and I just wanted to uh, remind people um, before we um, wrap up here today that it is Medicare open enrollment. So if you haven't taken care of that, a couple weeks left, that runs each year, October 15th through December 7th. So that's the time of year. If you're already on Medicare, you can kind of switch plans, look at some different options, Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplement. Um, if you don't know where to start there, reach out to us. We have some great uh, resources. We have a health insurance agent here that can help and, and help you walk through that. So I know this can be a busy time of year, and I don't want people to lose sight of that deadline of December 7th. And Randy, November is also Long-Term Care Awareness Month. Here's a couple of... Uh, Data points for you. 78% of adults who are getting long-term care at home rely solely on family or friends for assistance. 
Over 90% of family caregivers had to alter their work schedule permanently due to caring for that loved one. And about 40% of caregivers had to switch from working full-time to part-time. So this is, you know, as the kind of population is aging, this is something that's really important to think about. Yeah, there's a a few statistics that I've heard, too, that are are concerning. Uh, 70% of people will have a long-term care event. They will have a need for long-term care, and seven percent of people have long-term care insurance. Isn't it something? So that's a that's a, a big crisis out there. Uh, and another thing that I heard is, and it kind of goes along with some of the numbers you just talked about, the uh, caregivers. They said for an in-family caregiver, it takes ten years off of their life expectancy. The stress of caring for another one. So it's not a fun subject. Um, when we got into the industry way back when there was kind of a separation between the fun stuff, you know, retirement and the growth of the account and then the and insurance and the, the less comfortable conversations. But it's kind of all come under one roof now. But it is important to talk about what if there is a need for some care, because if you don't have a plan for it, if your financial plan doesn't doesn't factor in that, hey, what if there are some unexpected expenses uh, that can that can derail a plan pretty quickly there. So it's something it's not something to to. I'd say lose sleep over, but very often we're talking to people. I'm finding there's been a change over the last 20 years where used to be literally i remember people saying like well my plan is that that oh, she'll just take me out in the backyard and shoot me you know take me out to the woodshed right <laughs> yeah, that, that I, I can't tell you how many times i heard that as the plan but in the last two decades everybody that we talked to has seemed to have had a parent or an uncle or aunt or grandparent who either had insurance they did not have insurance they had experiences this also gets into the estate planning they had a will they didn't have a will and i hear a lot of i don't want to put my family through what i had to go through so it's it's one of our stops that we, we want to take a look at it's an important one it's not as fun as some of the other ones but it's one that the the peace of mind you get when you you're, you know you're you're taken care of or if you've addressed this yeah, that peace of mind is important. And, and, and I think, you know, the long-term care piece is always interesting to me. We, we talk a lot about the income plan and, and, um, I actually, Randy, I was, uh, I was gone last week recording some new TV shows and, and, and one of them, I talked a little bit about the income plan and, and kind of this concept uh, of the go-go stage. So there's this time period we call a go-go stage, which is when you first retire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there was these old adages. I can't remember the exact number, but it said something like you're only going to need 70 or 80% of your pre-retirement income. Maybe it was 80%, you know, after you retire. And I've been doing this for, I don't know, a couple of decades now, and, I, and I've yet to meet a couple that wants to reduce their spending by 20% day one in retirement, right? right? I mean, reality is sometimes it depends a lot on what retirement means for you and what your goals are but a lot of times the spending actually goes up initially because now we have time to do the trips or mm-hmm. the bucket list items that we just couldn't do when we were working or when we had the kids or whatever that situation looked like so we call that the go-go stage where where expenses can actually go up then there's what we call the slow go stage which is where you know, maybe you've knocked off a lot of those bucket list items, you know, knee hurts, hip hurts. I don't want to walk around Europe anymore. You know, maybe I want to do some more things around home or domestic travel. It's not quite as expensive. And, and that spending can come down a little bit in that middle stage. And then there's the no-go stage, which is that later in life, medical costs can go up, long-term care risk, you know, all these types of things. And, and I, I get it. I mean, these are, especially that no-go stage, it's a, tough topics to to talk about and think about 
don't know about you, Randy, but you know, I don't want to sign up to talk about winding up in a nursing home. That doesn't sound like a fun conversation. And, and none of us want that to happen to ourselves or our loved ones. And, but the reality is most of these things are, are very manageable and, and there are solutions for it, right? But it's just really a matter of sitting down and talking about it. And, and long-term care is one solution. There's also long-term care alternative products. Um, there's life insurance policies. If you can pass a really basic medical exam that will pay out for nursing home care. But if you're one of those people that say, well, long-term care insurance, you know, I don't, what if I don't ever use it? This is a way, well, then a death benefit would pass to your loved one's income tax-free. There's also annuities that have long-term care riders, you know, so they're not going to be big earners. They're going to be like a kind of like a CD, if you will, not through a bank, through an insurance company. But, you know, they're going to have a fixed rate of interest. But if you wind up in a nursing home, there's a multiplier on the benefit that pays out for for long-term care costs. But if you change your mind later, you can make withdrawals or pass that, that cash balance on to other people. So, you know, there are all some alternatives there. Of course, some people can afford to self-insure. You know, it's very expensive, but if you have a pretty big uh, estate, you might be able to afford to self-insure. And then there's some ways you can protect things through legal documents. We have a great elder law attorney here in, in our Waukesha office that can talk to folks about that virtually or in person. And so lots of ways to deal with that. But I think the big thing we want to get across is don't, don't just stick your head in the sand, right? I mean, we used to have a radio show host years ago, and he, he had a funny one-liner. He said, if you stick your head in the sand, you expose a very large target. So <laughs> not an area where you want to do that. And I empathize. I, I understand it's not easy topics to talk about I, I i get that i mean i i have my mother who lives with me and she's in impeccable health but you know i worry about that and i don't ever want mom or myself to to wind up in a nursing home and i think nobody else does either but there's some great ways to plan for that yeah i remember a few years ago my sister who doesn't take a big interest in the financial matters she heard something in long-term care and she called me up kind of freaking out and like oh my gosh we got to talk about uh long-term care for mom and dad i'm like oh, they've had it for about 15 years so she took a deep breath and the, just the peace of mind and it's it's interesting looking back as back in the early days there was really one kind it was the kind of use it or lose it kind uh, now there's been so many innovations because there's a re, there's a realization that the insurance company's got to be creative because well nobody has a problem with not using their car insurance nobody says oh man I didn't have a you know a broken windshield or get in an accident I didn't use my car insurance people feel differently about long term care because the expense is so much more so they've gotten very creative with some of these other solutions that weren't available when I put my mom and dad into it, but and my dad, now he's got a caregiver that comes in a few days a week and helps him out. So for, I remember every time that bill came around, oh, do I really need this? I'm like, hopefully not. I mean, it seems weird. You really, really want your insurance to be a huge waste of money, <laughs> you know, because if, if you're using it, that means that something, you know, not fantastic happened, but now it uh, it's really benefiting him and he's still, still at home and, and uh, you know, very, very active and very mobile, but he's got somebody that helps out with some things, you know? So, uh, but now if I thought, boy, if we could go back to, you know, 20 years ago with some of the things we have now, there's some things that I do differently because there's some nice, nice options out there. Oh yeah. There's definitely some, some great alternatives, but again, comprehensive plan, having this all built in, you know, having an advisor, one, one of the big things that I think is really important, Randy, and, and I, I talk about this a lot, but it's, you know, sometimes it bugs me. We, we meet families that come in and this is maybe just a pet peeve of mine or frustration with maybe some peers in my industry. But, 
you know, you, you have someone come in and they say, oh, well, you know, I, I just didn't feel comfortable talking to my advisor or he or she made me feel stupid or like I couldn't answer questions, ask questions, excuse me. And you need a relation because you are going to talk about some uncomfortable stuff and you, you want a relationship where you can do that very comfortably and not have to feel stressed. But, you know, I think when people think about income, insurance, tax strategies, health care, investments, legacy planning, there's so many different pieces. We're talking about long-term care a little bit that go into this comprehensive retirement-ready roadmap. And if you've been working with different professionals in all of these areas, it might be time to get a retirement planner. A lot of people I work with have done a great job saving. They know they need to think about taxes and strategies to preserve their income, ways to create a legacy for their loved ones. And when you work with someone who focuses on a retirement, you can address all those different areas in one place. We can talk to you about these five different areas. It's all in one place under one roof. You'll want to have, you know, we don't have different accounts and people pointing the fingers all over the place. So we would love to have the opportunity to sit down with you and show you how we can pull these kind of five unique areas together in one comprehensive plan. Set up a complimentary appointment with us. We would love to help. And we appreciate you listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.